everyone. Welcome to Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences video podcast. I am Heather Hoops Matthews here in the studio today with a good group of people. Matthew Roberts, a healthcare lawyer at Maynard Nexon. Good to be back with you. Good to see you. And joining us in studio are two well-known leaders in South Carolina when it comes to everything with the South Carolina Research Authority. Bob Quinn is the executive director of what we commonly call the SCRA. Prior to joining the organization seven years ago, it's hard to believe it's been that long, you held various positions in executive roles for 26 years at Patel Memorial Institute and affiliated companies, as well as the director of technology commercialization at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Next to Bob is Adrian Grimes. She is the Director of Marketing and Communications at the SCRA. And Adrian transitioned to the organization from the Medical University of South Carolina, where you were the Manager of Telehealth and External Affairs for the Statewide Healthcare System. Bob and Adrian, thank yes. you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much for thank having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's exciting. to. I think you will enjoy hearing what they do and what they bring to our state. Let's start with just sort of an overview question. The SCRA is a nonprofit corporation dating back to 1983. Been around for a while, doing a lot of good work. The mission statement is to fuel South Carolina's innovation economy by accelerating technology-enabled growth of academia, entrepreneurship, and industry. Bob, how do you fulfill that mission? Well, once again, thanks uh, for having us. It's great to be back with you. Uh, we do so through four major programs. Uh, through our academic innovations program, we fund translational use-inspired research at our state's universities. And then we assist in bringing the resulting technologies from that research to the marketplace. We also support financially and otherwise early stage technology-based companies that are affiliated with our state's universities. Once those companies reach a certain level of maturity, they transition over to our SC Launch Program, under which we support early stage technology-based companies affiliated with universities and not. And that support is many-fold. Uh, we provide a variety of grants that often are at the key inflection points along the journey of an early stage company. And it's very much designed to de-risk the technology and or the company itself and to prepare them for investment. So we provide a, a series of wraparound services as well. So we're not just a, a funder. So those wraparound services would include, well, coaching from our staff many of whom are experienced entrepreneurs, as well as a uh, support system, in including the entrepreneurial ecosystems throughout the state. And we work very hard in partnership with those ecosystems, and we work hard to build up those, those ecosystems. But uh, another example of those wraparound services is um, well, there are a wide variety, but a few that we're currently rolling out. One of them is a, uh, making 401ks available to employees in early stage companies, which often individual companies are not in a position to, to offer. And yet, given the competitive uh, workforce environment, uh, employees are, are demanding those types of, of benefits. 
So in that particular case, uh, in partnership with uh, our, our colleagues at uh, FinTrust, affiliated with uh, United Community Bank, uh, given the pooling aspect of our different companies, they're able to then offer it to the individual employees within those companies. Other examples are insurance, and uh, we have about 10 that we're currently rolling out those types of, of services. That's innovative in and of itself. Yeah, actually, I just got back from a conference in Atlanta. Uh, SSTI is a national organization representing organizations like ours and a lot of sharing of best practices. And when I shared this with them, a lot of people came up to me after my presentation yeah. and uh, it's a problem working with your hands, right? <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, came up saying, uh, give us more detail on that. We'd like to learn uh, from you in that regard. And there's a, a lot of sharing uh, that I, you know, great things that I learned in that conference uh, as well. Our next program is Industry Solutions. And under that, we work with more established com companies, primarily in the state, but some out of state as well, understand what their needs are. And then we essentially serve as their technology scout and look for technology-based solutions, in particular within our academic community and our entrepreneurial community in, in the state. And then we essentially de-risk that relationship by co-funding a demonstration, a pilot project with the industry partner. And we design these to ensure that they're not a one and done, um, but rather in the case of the industry partner, we have the objective of them scaling it beyond the initial application to a, a corporate-wide uh, application. In the case of, say, an academic uh, institution, we want to establish a platform at that university upon which they can build a capability base. And then there's some workforce development aspects to that, because on several occasions, the students that work on these projects are then hired by the industry partner. Uh, also under that program, we will work with a collection of companies on pre-competitive type needs. And then finally, under that program, we partner with the State Department of Commerce as well as local and regional economic development organizations to help recruit in technology-based companies into the state. And we will help in that cause by providing relocation grants and then once they land, we essentially, one of the companies called us their Sherpa in <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, we basically uh, uh, usher them to key partners, particularly in, on the research side in our case, but not, not you know, exclusively, uh, and um, be able to facilitate them landing in a, in a, uh, a very impactful way. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, under our facilities program, we own and or manage over 1.35 million square feet of laboratory and office space throughout the state, including wet labs at two of our Charleston-based facilities, our Innovation Center on Meeting Street, and then 22 West Edge, where we have leased 20,000 square feet and have subleased that to uh, currently Vicor Scientific. Yes. Yeah, it's a great spot, I've been there. That's really nice. So you just outlined uh, the very important role that SCRA plays in the state, but there was a recent study that talks about the impact. And I think the Darla Moore School of Business came up with a study that said in 2022, 
you had a $1.15 billion impact on the state. Adrian, can you talk a little bit about that uh, yes. and, and, and give us some details on that? Yes, so Bob has talked about how comprehensive our services are. And so what we do each year with the customers we serve, uh, be it startups or academic institutions and the project leaders, the leaders on those projects, we survey them once a year to find out the success they're having, how many jobs have been created, um, what milestones have they met, um, what are the salaries of the jobs that they've created, and just all of the things that are going on with um, the, the projects and the startups that we're supporting. And we take all of that data that they send us and we engage Darla Moore, there's a, um, a, an economist, a research economist there, who looks through all of that data, stratifies it for us and gives us a report. And then that report gives us the numbers to show us the impact we're having on the state. And just last year alone, we did have that $1.15 billion impact on the state of South Carolina. That's and massive. That is, yeah, right. it includes a lot of things, our collaborate, our partnerships, um, like I said, jobs we've created, um, just all of the funding that we're supplying to the projects that Bob talked about, um, to the startups, and these startups are growing with our support and our coaching and our advising, they are growing. and so the impact is is great for the state as a whole. Um, a, a positive thing, not only are we creating jobs, those are higher paying jobs. Right. So those jobs average in salary over 81,000, and that's 62% more than the state's average for jobs. So this is an impact that um, we do a lot of things and it can be kind of high level, but at the end of the day, this is an impact that's reaching families throughout South Carolina. Better jobs, higher paying jobs, and that's just a brighter you know, South Carolina for all of us. Well, we'll talk about your funding later, but that's gotta be a, a pretty significant return on investment uh, when you mm -hmm. see that kind of impact mm -hmm. in one year. Yes, that's right. and it probably fuels you know, continues to oh, fuel sure. further interest yeah, and grow itself, right, right compounds. I, actually, if I, if I might, along those lines, uh, as part of our 40th anniversary celebration, we went and spent some time with Governor Riley, Secretary Riley, uh, because it was, this was his brainchild, mm -hmm. uh, the, the creation of SCRA, and it was such an honor to spend uh, time with him. And he, and he asked, well, what, what was your impact on, on the state? And I said, $1.15 billion. And he said, over what time period? I said, last year. Mm -hmm. And he, well, he went yeah. like that. And he, and he said, if, if I had been able to tell the legislature back 40 years ago, that right. kind of impact would have made my job very easy on the one hand. He said, on the other hand, they wouldn't have believed me. Right, right. Um, so that was incredibly gratifying to yeah, be able to uh, mm -hmm. thank him for his, his vision. Mm -hmm. right. What vision he had. Yes. Uh, Bob, you mentioned in your introductory answer SC Launch, and so people will hear SCRA and they'll hear SC Launch. Tell us how they're affiliated. Sure. Well, we have the SC Launch program okay. within SCRA, but then we have a separate investment affiliate, SC Launch Inc. So our staff does all of the due diligence, the coaching, the vetting of companies, but the ultimate investment decisions into a company is made by the board of SC Launch Inc., which is comprised of nine volunteers. And so we often are the first institutional, we, SC Launch Inc., uh, are often the, the first institutional investor into a, a, a company. Uh, we essentially serve as a bridge over what's known as the valley of death, 
where it could be a great company and they've bootstrapped funding or they've gotten funding from friends, fools, and family. Yes. And that's been pretty much tapped out and yet they're still too early to attract venture capital. And a lot of great companies have uh, gone by the wayside uh, for lack of that infusion of capital at that key inflection point. Well, it's exactly the role that we play. Now, increasingly, uh, in, in that first tranche, uh, we partner with organizations like Venture South, the angel investor group uh, headquartered out of, out of Greenville, uh, and some very early stage VCs now as well. But more times than not, we're alone in that first tranche. Uh, I, I keep saying we, but it yes. is SE Launching. Uh, and uh, if the company has great traction and shows great promise, SE Launch Inc. will participate in follow-on rounds as well, uh, but they'll never do that alone. Uh, those follow-on rounds, they need to be part of a, a syndicate, and normally that's where the, the angels and the VCs come in, into play. I see, that's uh, helpful. And, and so that's been around since 2006, and over that time frame, talk about return on investment, over that time frame, the combination of SCRA giving grants and SE Launch Inc. providing in investments is totaled about $64 million. And that has led to follow-on funding from VCs, et cetera. Now, almost $2.7 billion. Oh. Uh, that's a nice ROI. Yeah, that is. Very nice. Bob, you mentioned funding and grants, and SCRA has received grants, federal grants before, and recently received one for 750000 to help start the South Carolina Medical Device Alliance, which I, I believe that's the Medical University of South Carolina and Clemson University are taking part in that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what this alliance does? Sure. And actually that 750000 from EDA <clears throat> was matched by SERA and others, uh, another million plus. So the total amount was $1.8 million. Okay. And it's very much designed to overcome uh, some barriers that have led to uh, technologies developed by students within our universities as well as faculty that never got to the marketplace. And some of these were really game-changing technologies, but for a variety of reasons, uh, never got out of the lab. So this was designed to overcome those barriers. So first and foremost, we had a panel of industry experts that reviewed uh, the uh, different technologies and then down selected those that were most impactful and had the most uh, chance for success in the marketplace. The corresponding university would then protect the intellectual property associated with that and that often was one of the barriers to success. It would be exposure of, uh, the disclosure rather, of, of the IP before it was protected. Uh, and then we have a panel of, or a collection of students, mainly graduate students, but some undergraduate, at a variety of universities that were charged with advancing those down-selected technologies to a more commercializable state. So this involved biomedical engineers at Clemson and, and business students at USC and several other uh, universities involved uh, as well. Right. Good with experience the, for them. Oh, fantastic yeah. experience. Uh, with, with the ultimate objective of the technologies either being licensed out to existing companies by the universities or startup companies being created. Uh, and so the EDA grant uh, was a three-year grant and ex expired June 30 of this year. 
but many of the key elements of the program have now been integrated into our academic innovation wow. program. Uh, let me give you one example of a, of a uh, technology slash company that has resulted from that program. Uh, it's, the technology or product is called Baby Strong. And so every year, approximately 250,000 babies are born without uh, having feeding problems, without the inherent instinct of suck and swallow and breathe. And so as a result, uh, and this is particularly prevalent with preemies, mm -hmm. uh, as a result, uh, these babies are spending days, if not weeks, in the, in the NICU. Uh, they need feeding tubes. There's all sorts of complications associated with that, and they're not getting home to their to the, their respective families. So MUSC uh, first developed this, and then it was advanced through these uh, teams. And by the way, the teams were led by a, a professor of practice as well. So they were very much being directed by someone who's a very experienced um, a scientist and entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, and so. Uh, that technology was, was advanced. And what, what it does is stimulate the vagus nerve, thereby stimulating the feeding instinct. Uh, it's received FDA breakthrough designation. Uh, it's being deployed at MUSC with, with great results. And then MUSC created a separate company to commercialize not just Baby Strong, but uh, other technologies, but Baby Strong being one of the first ones, that's called FRD Excel. And as a matter of fact, FRD Excel was just uh, added as one of our member companies, SCRA. Yeah. Um, but it's just a representative example of what's come out of that. Program. Great example. Yeah. Yes. And Adrian, I understand that you've been able to recruit companies from far away. I mean, real far away. Estonia was one example. To, to move across the ocean or across the U.S. maybe, here to South Carolina to participate with SCRA. Like, how do you do that? What, what do they say? Why they come? <laughs> um, as Bob mentioned, we have partners with the Department of Commerce, but it really speaks to the comprehensiveness of, of our services, right? We do so many things. There are so many ways we can help them. Um, we can provide a place for them. If they need a specialized uh, location or a specialized facility, we can provide that. He talked about wet labs. Um, we can coach them. We can, you know, help. We can provide grant funding and we can also help them find other grant funding. Um, we can match them with an industry partner. Um, if they have something that says, you know, say a train or a Caterpillar or a Boeing needs, you know, that there gets into matchmaking. Um, we can help them work with uh, project leaders at academic institutions. So there's just so many wraparound services like he talked about, and we are really unique. Um, there is no other organization in the country that has the level of services that we have. So you take that, the uniqueness of everything we have to offer, and then you take our robust ecosystem, our partners, our universities and colleges and, and the industries that we have here, and the willingness for everyone to work together. It's really a, a home run for any startup wanting to figure out a good place to do business. Hmm. Well, you, we know South Carolina is pro-business, and we know that South Carolina is attracting a lot of new people and new companies. If there's a technology startup out there that's looking at South Carolina and coming and are looking for help, how do they how do they get help from SERA? 
how do they get started with that? Um, so we are all over the state. Um, we're in every community. We're really, really active. Um, it would be easy to find. We work with everyone. We work with commerce. We work with um, all of the colleges and universities. We work with incubators and accelerators. So we are everywhere. I will say that first. It would be really easy to find us. But you know, our website would be the place where we would want someone to go um, because there's an, a contact form on the website that you know, we would get the person to whomever they needed to talk to. Um, but we sponsor a lot of events across the state as well. Um, we support, you know, GroCo here in Columbia. We support Dig South in the Low Country. We support uh, Venture Summit, which I think is next week in Greenville. So if there's a SC Bio, Bio mm -hmm. that's right. Yes. If there's an event or um, an organization in this state that is supporting entrepreneurs, startups, um, academic innovation in any kind of way, I can almost guarantee you we're we're involved. You'll be there, and, and we'll be there. We're we're partnering. If we're if we're not there, um, we're visually there <laughs> um, as a partner or a sponsor. So it's very easy for a startup to um, work with us. And just recently, we are also in um, other so other locations that aren't ours for instance in the charleston area we're now part of the Har um, harbor entrepreneur center in mount pleasant we have a physical location there and we following that model also in the upstate we will have a place where um our launch team and some of our representatives will be on site so not only can you come see us and we're always out seeing other people There'll be other locations that aren't SCRA locations where people will be able to make appointments and come talk to some of our team members about what they have going on and they can learn more about how we can help them. So yes. we're sort of everywhere. Yeah. Sounds like it, yeah. And, yes. and growing. And growing. <laughs> yes. Uh, final question for you. Some may be curious. How are you funded? So when the General Assembly created us in 1983, they provided half a million dollars and 1,400 acres of undeveloped land. And that's the last direct funding that we have received from the state. Uh, we have a variety of revenue sources, but the primary one is what I would call indirect funding from the state, and that is contributions to the Industry Partnership Fund. And so those that contribute to the IPF receive a one-for-one -one credit on their state tax obligation. And companies often can also deduct it off of their federal return, given that we provide a, a variety of services, particularly marketing services that those for, to those who contribute at certain levels. And so the IPF is a, really a, a game changer. It's something else that I believe is unique to South Carolina. Because once again, when I was at the conference this week, when people heard about the IPF, they said, how did you pull that off? And I said, well, I, I can take none of the credit because it goes back to 2006. Uh, however, the General Assembly has been very kind in terms of increasing the annual limit. Uh, they did so uh, three years ago, and there's currently a bill pending to increase it yet again. And so we certainly thank them for that vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. right. And with the return that you are 
demonstrating through the reports, I can see where, you know, you are showing the value that you receive for it's the state. It's a great state. investment yeah. indirectly for the yeah. state. Interesting. Bob, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a great conversation. Maybe next time we'll have uh, one of your partner companies come back that, with you. That's a great That idea. would be great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. For those of you joining us today, we hope you learned more about the SARA, and you can check them out on their website for sure, learn more, and see some of the stories, including Baby Strong, that we've been talking about. On behalf of Matthew and the whole team here at Taking the Pulse, we look forward to seeing you next time, right here on Taking the Pulse, a healthcare and life sciences video podcast. <music>